Welcome to Positively Joy, the podcast on searching in all seasons. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and with us today, we have Bishop Jose McLaughlin, who is a bishop in Western North Carolina, and we have him on the show today because he has done a really interesting, what I consider joyful series of videos that we'll talk about a little bit. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Bishop Jose. Oh, great to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Um, so I always like to give full disclaimers because I tend to have people on here that I know. Sure. <laughs> so, um, so Bishop Jose was canon to the ordinary in Oklahoma City before he became bishop in uh, Western North Carolina. Uh, con- congratulations on that, by the Thank way. Thank you. <laughs> That's yeah, really hard nice. to believe it's been three and a half years since I've been here. Yes, I know. I know. We miss you. We definitely miss oh, you. I miss you all, too. Um, so both, both jobs, of course, can be really stressful. Um, you have a lot of administrative duties. It's, it's, I think when people hear that you are a man in ministry or really anybody in ministry, they tend to think of the ministry part of the job, but there's also other administrative parts of the job. I mean, it's a job like any other job. So how do you find joy in what you do? Wow. So, you know, part of the challenge is, um, and um, for those who may not know, you know, can the ordinary is just a fancy church term for chief of staff to the bishop. Um, and so had that. And I, I, I jokingly say I went from second chair to first chair. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it is challenging work. And, and part of it, I think the challenge is, and it's probably also going to be the joy, which may sound a little odd, but one of the biggest challenges of this vocation um, and especially I think all ministry and as a bishop, um, is, is you're dealing with people. Um, yes. you know, I, I don't make a product. I don't work on a line. I, I'm not selling something. Uh, I'm dealing with people, amazing people, um, and all their wonderful, joyous, frustrating, angry, pleasant, um, wonderful ways. And so mm. as a result of that, um, you just don't know what, what you encounter. And so every day is different. And so that can be a challenge because again, people are human beings and we all have our issues. And even in the church, there is no magic boundary. So angry people, um, come there, people who have a variety of pains and sorrows, and sometimes they're displayed in a variety of ways. And so the challenge is also the joy because then on the flip side of that is there's an incredible opportunity and invitation to be with people, and what I like to say, some of the most sacred moments, um, even though you encounter somebody who's angry over the loss, uh, over the death of a friend or a relative, um, there is there is a tremendous joy, if you will, in being invited to be part of that sacred time with them, to be with them um, in their worst. Um, and then, of course, being with them in their best, whether it's it's a sort of typical celebration of service or a wedding or um, so, so oddly enough, the same challenges of ministry is often the best sources of joy. And, and I wouldn't have any other way because, you know, people are so wonderful and mysterious and magnificent and frustrating and wonderful and <laughs> that, that all of that together actually makes you recognize and realize that we're all, we're all in it together and none of us is perfect. And, and, and often what you, what you discover with people is you get moments these little wonderful sacred moments of joy mm-hmm. by simply being with somebody. And so nothing, nothing replaces the ability or the, the, the being together 
Um, and I think ultimately, I think, I mean, Bishop Desmond Tutu said it the best um, when he talked about our tradition, our faith. He said, you know, we're at our best when we do it face to face. And so nothing, nothing, nothing takes the place of one on one people with people. Um, and so that's that's where a lot of the joy comes from. Mm, yeah, I really love that quote. And it kind of speaks to the challenges that we've had during the season um, yeah. because we haven't been face to face. Um, yeah. Let me let me quickly point out, because when people hear bishop, they they might not, you know, they might think Catholic or whatever. So actually, you're in the Episcopalian faith. Correct. And um, of course, I've seen a lot of interfaith um, opportunities and people coming together during during this time. Um, but it's been a challenging time and it's been a challenging time trying to, um, well, I imagine stay relevant because we haven't been face to face and to engage people. And um, so I discovered your video series called Quarantine with Bishop Jose on Facebook. Um, you have a YouTube channel, or you're the, the, uh, the Diocese of Western North Carolina has a YouTube channel. Yes. And of course, there are all the episodes are there. There are, uh, I believe, seven episodes, if you include yeah, the... Yeah, six, actually, it's six episodes. And then the seventh, if you will, was a surprise we put out there. And that was yes. a uh, lost file we sort of advertised it as. Yes, exactly. They- I found that those videos gave me so much joy and I, I knew I had to have you on the show. So, um, so first of all, they are a series of short videos that um, show you in the role of a bishop that most people would not think is the role of a bishop. <laughs> and basically, that's, that's just a human being. Correct. Yep. Um, but how did you come up with the idea? Because really, I just it, they put a smile on my face for sure. Well, I appreciate that, and that's exactly what they were intended. Um, and actually, what they, what the result of that, or how they came to be, um, was when I was with my communications director and my chief of staff. Um, there had been a period of weeks where we were recording messages for the diocese to talk about, you know, what we were going through with the pandemic and a decision to suspend worship and how it was impacting our life. And, and one of the things that um, that we ended up um, talking about one afternoon after we filmed another message to the diocese, as I said, you know, if all I'm going to be doing for the coming weeks and months is recording these messages of all the things that we're not going to be able to do, I said, I'm not sure how long I can do that. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it is, you know, you know me and, and sense of humor has always been something strong and, and I always like to have fun and play jokes. And, and actually, when this diocese was searching for a bishop, one of the things they said in their profile is they seek with a bishop with a sense of humor. And so I, I said to my <laughs> communications director, I said, you know what would be really fun? We should do a series of videos of following me of how crazy I get during the quarantine because, one, I'm an extreme extrovert. And so we should do something that kind of shows people various things that I'm trying or – possibly ways I'm driving my family crazy, whatever we can think of. Uh-huh. And so we sat and sketched out a whole series of these. We, I think we originally came with like 12 ideas of potential episodes. And so we filmed one and I hesitated to be honest with you because I thought, what would the, you know, 17,000 Episcopalians in this part of the world think of me? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be honest with you. I didn't want a perception being given that I was not taking the pandemic seriously and its impact and people were really being affected by job loss and deaths and all that. Right. And so, you know, it was my chief of staff that said, look, you've built trust here. People know you, they know your sincerity and you've been very clear and honest about messages and 
you've done the difficult decision, so you should put it out. So we did, and it was amazing how much response we got. And then, and then it just led to the other and then the other, um, and they just grew. Um, they just grew in popularity. Um, and, and Yeah, you have thousands. There's thousands of video views. Hunt, in fact. I think – yeah, I think there's over 40,000 probably yeah. by now. Um, I think. I mean, we've lost count some weeks back. But um, but honestly, I will tell you that 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 um, I, I've, I've said that I probably could have put out a very controversial um, message on some church doctrine. And probably 95% of the people would have just walked the other way and ignored it. Mm-hmm. Um, I put out a video like this. And tons of people respond. Um, and, and we've gotten some incredible messages and emails from Episcopalians, non-Episcopalians, people in this diocese, people from throughout the country and actually throughout the world. We've received communications from people in New Zealand and Scotland and England um, talking about the impact on their lives and what it's done for them and thanking us and people talking about the despair they were facing and the things that they were dealing with and coming across these and laughing. And most of what they said is joy in the midst of such sorrow and death, people who were struggling personally. And then the other was, they said it was great to see a religious leader have fun and, mm-hmm. and, and give us permission to laugh and that it's okay. And the, and, and while we don't downplay the tragedy, you know, that, that this is important. So we've had some amazing communications. And then of course, once the head of our church talked about them publicly and did a video about them, then it really just went even more viral. Right, right. Well, and also, you know, you you poke fun at yourself in many of the videos, and yes. I, I imagine, you know, that a lot of people really like that because it shows you that you are human and that you, you know, they can relate to you. So let's talk about the episode. So in the first episode, we learn of a skill you have playing the drums, um, and then the other episodes kind of show you getting worse and worse during the quarantine. Um, but first of all, I mean, you were great on those drums, by the way. And I don't know, uh, I mean, your producer and director, I mean, they, they, they really made it a lot of fun and just inserting pop culture references, which is just so much fun. Uh, but which was the most fun for you to shoot? Well, first, I have to tell you that I am a pop, I'm a pop culture king. Okay. Um, the, the people in my office always give me a hard time is because I constantly quote movie lines that most of them just don't have any clue where they're from. Mm-hmm. So that second episode got its inspiration from all the movie lines I constantly quote. And so it was just a camera running while I just spewed quotes from my favorite movies. And there's probably at least five minutes of video that is part of an outtake reel. But, but <laughs> a lot of the design of these episodes – Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was was driven by by my own taste of music, um, pop culture. So you'll notice a significant um, salute to Ferris Bueller along the way. Yes. I mean, if you really pay attention, you'll notice some things that were very much because I was a I was at high school in the 80s. And so um, you see a lot of that. Um, you know, as far as favorite episode, um, they're they're all wonderful in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, the drum one was was fascinating because, in fact, I've been playing drums since I was nine. Wow! Um, and that's and that's my drum set, and I've played for a very long time. And so um, that was fun to do because people in the diocese are always wanting me to play. Um, and so, um, but I think that the the f- several of favorites was one was the um, when I was stuck at the office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
and walking around. And a lot of that, like for instance, the PA system, like pretending I'm at a grocery store, I actually do that in the office when employees are there. Um, <laughs> and so that was a favorite because there was a lot of things in that one that, that mean something to people. They, they, they understood some of the gags internally that I did in that one. Um, the yoga one was my most uncomfortable cause I'm not a guy of yoga, but it was so much fun to come up with those ridiculous positions names mm -hmm. to try to keep them in line of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so those were two of my favorites. And then the one at the, the last one with my family, I had always thought that at the very end, the last episode would always include all the members of my family. Mm -hmm. And, and so that was nice to, to, to have that. And then for them to play along. And of course the Bishop of Oklahoma made a guest appearance as my former boss, um, as a salute. So, but they're all in their own way. If you de deconstruct each one, there are intentional references in each one that we did that are noticeable and sometimes not noticeable. Um, so, um, that's, that's the, that's the other part of it is that these videos do have little bits of them that, that, um, kind of have hidden meaning or mean something. So for instance, the one with the yoga, the movies, Right. You noticed the first one was the bishop's wife. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> you know? um, and then the other, then it was the musical Oklahoma, mm -hmm. another salute back to Oklahoma. Um, and then one of my favorite movies was in their Moneyball, which I talk about all the time and I quote. Um, so all of that stuff actually had, it wasn't just random movies. It mm -hmm. was sort of uh, an intentional tip of the hat. And then the lines at the beginning from League of Their Own and, um, um, and from Ferris Bueller. And mm -hmm. again, favorite movies um so yeah and, and again another wonderful. another way to to relate to your congregation i think that's right my favorite episodes have been the were the ones with the guest appearances you're like like you said your family <laughs> bishop ed in oklahoma and even presiding bishop michael curry how did you swing that, that was cool is he a fan well yeah oh yeah so what happened was um um I was sitting at home on a Sunday evening and I got a wonderful text message from uh, Bishop Michael Curry who said, these videos are hilarious. I'm loving every single one of them. They're just cracking me up. Uh, love it. Keep up the good work. It's fantastic. And I, and I actually responded to him saying, thank you for that. Because I said, you know, I struggled whether or not to do these because mm -hmm. I figured how people would respond. And then he called a few days later and said, I'm going to do a meditation, my weekly meditation on habits of grace. I'm going to talk this week about gratefulness and joy mm -hmm. and laughter. And I'm going to talk about your videos. And so <laughs> in his video message to the church, he, he said, there's this Bishop in Western North Carolina, Jose McLaughlin, who's done these series. And, and he said, I encourage you all to go see them, to have a little joy and a little laughter. So, so that was just wonderful. And in the midst of the conversations and the texting, I said to him, because we were very clear that the producers were not doing it anymore. Right. I said, by any chance, if, if, if we happen to get picked up by a network, I don't suppose there's a chance you'd be willing to make a guest appearance. <laughs> and he texted back. He said, oh, I sure will, exclamation point. And so, so then in that communication, we talked about an idea that would take not much of his time and we would make it really easy. And so we had a blast doing it. And he actually wanted to do a, another take because he didn't feel he did great on the first one. <laughs> so, no, um, he did. He loved being a part of it. He loved being a part of it. And he was happy to contribute to it. And and it was a huge success when people saw who, who the guest was. When they said, he's even roped the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, Michael Curry, into this nonsense. Um, but it did my heart good because, honestly, like I said, it it his his words to the church and his endorsement of it, was a reaffirmation of what I always believed that mm. laughter is a ministry, 
that there is joy with God. And I think we hear from people and leaders in the church so much who beat your head over about things that you should feel bad about, and they use scripture as a weapon. And, you know, enough religious leaders tell people that they're not loved and they're not welcome because of the color of their skin or the language they speak or who they love, that that seeing a religious leader say that there is joy in God, mm-hmm. that that we can laugh at ourselves. And as the presiding bishop said, you know, you're a fool for Christ. Um, and so I, I think it sends, and I think why it registered with so many people, honestly, is because I think they were surprised to see a religious leader willing to be that silly and goofy, but also acknowledging that it was more than that. It Mm -hmm. wasn't about cheap laughs. It was Mm -hmm. about the reality that we're all struggling. We're all human and that laughter is good. And God wants us to laugh and and there needs to be joy in our life because there's enough people who are using religion to take joy out of our lives, or again, using scripture or the church as a weapon. Um, And so if this meant, and like I said, people who reached out to us had nothing to do with the church who weren't even church people who said things like, I have to really look at this Episcopal church. Um, wow. That's evangelism. Yes. I mean, that's evangelism. Wow. You mentioned scripture. Do you have a favorite scripture and how does it relate to the season that you're walking through? Man, that's a tough one because um, there's so many, there's so much, um, so many different um, parts of, of, of the Bible that I, Isaiah has always been a great one. There's a lot of things in Isaiah um, there's, um, I think it's Isaiah 41. Um, and I think it's the Psalm, uh, I mean, uh, it's the, it's the passage where it's, it's, um, titled, I believe. And those who are listening will listen, will probably correct me if I'm wrong. It's, uh, Israel's assured of God's help. And there's wonderful passages. There's this one that people have probably heard. I think it's probably verse 10 or so that says, um, um, do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be afraid for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. Um, you know, that one, because of the fact that I think for a lot of ordained people and especially bishops, we often feel like we're imposters oh. because of this amazing responsibility we know we have. And we sometimes, you know, and I know sometimes I ask myself a question going, why me? Why am I a bishop? Do I have what it takes? Because on those really challenging days, you start to question and then you recognize things that don't be afraid. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I am with you. I will strengthen you. And then the other one that always comes, which is huge. And in, in, in my years in seminary, it was over a big window in our chapel. It was from Matthew 28. Um, so it said, you know, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I ultimately say that's what we're about. Ultimately, our job is to go. Um, we're action oriented. We're not people who sit in a church and stare at a wall. Um, what we do on Sunday is just a part of what we get to energize ourselves, to bring our concerns to God, to ask for forgiveness, to be fed, Mm. but ultimately we are to go. And so that charge at the end of Matthew that Jesus gives to go and make disciples, that's our job to go out and share the good news. And so I always think that myself as a bishop, I'm, you know, I'm a traveling evangelist with a stick (laughs) and my job is to go and, and make disciples. And so, um, those are probably the ones that resonate the most. I mean, uh, as, as, like I said, Isaiah is just chock full of yes. amazing, amazing um, um, passages. Absolutely. So there's six episodes plus the extra one. And I must admit, I was having some withdrawal. So I went to, <laughs> I went to the YouTube page looking to see if there was anything else. And I saw something 
that's called Walking in the Way with Bishop Jose. Oh, yeah. Now, is that a new, I know it it, it aired about a month ago, um, but mm-hmm. are you going to have some, so tell us about that and will you have regular regular videos under that name? Yeah, they're, um, they're um, um, one of the things, I have a bobblehead that was created. Yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> if if yeah, you watch the, the video, yeah, you we'll see, see it. That's right, that's right, and this, you'll see three of them together. That's uh, right. A little creepy. Um, in the, in the, um, on the bobblehead, it says, um, walk in the way on the front Mm -hmm. and and the bobblehead is a depiction of me with hiking boots and a walking stick. And the idea is is that it it plays off, um, our, our mission statement as the diocese, um, which is walk in the way, widen the walls, wake up the world and that's it. And so the idea was that bobblehead is walk in the way part of our first um, charge. And so looking at that was a creation of saying that, that um, talking about how we would then live that out in a variety of ways, not only through our programming and the pro- the things we do as a diocese, but also in communications as we've been making this shift to com- a different way of communication. And so one of the things that um, um, I came up with was, wouldn't it be great if we did a series, Walk in the Way, where I'm actually out with somebody hiking Mm. all the numerous wonderful places we have around Western North Carolina in the mountains yeah. and talking and talking about people's faith, talking about not me, but their faith and what brought them to where they are and their relationship with God. And, and so uh, a gentleman here um, in, in Western North Carolina made me a beautiful walking stick. Um, and um, the plan was to film the very first one um, this spring. And of course, with the pandemic and everything, we couldn't do it. Um, but we wanted to go ahead and start the series and do it as part of something we would do during this time. And so Pam Stone, if you saw Pam Stone was a comedian, she yes. is a comedian. She was on the show coach, um, and lives here and has done a lot of incredible work. She agreed to be the first one when I'd asked her last year. And so, uh, the plan is going forward that we will do those, um, you know, maybe, you know, four a year or five a year, and they'll highlight different people in this diocese with various backgrounds um, who have come to our church from a variety of ways, who have very interesting stories, so that we can continue to highlight for people um, that all our stories are unique and wonderful, and that how we arrive into relationship with God is is unique and great, and that just because I'm ordained, um, my story isn't any more important. And so I, I'm a big believer that if the church, and this goes to present time with what we're dealing with, um, I say to people that I'm often the chief storyteller of the diocese. I love um, that. And so if we share our stories with one another, even in the midst of what we call fierce conversations, I really believe that when we take the time to talk to each other and listen to each other, amazing things happen. And so the idea is that we highlight people who normally don't get highlighted to talk about their faith so that people can start to recognize that you don't have to have seen a burning bush or have had a traumatic experience that Lots of little things in our lives have pointed us to where we are. And so we'll continue to do that series as we will essentially walk and hike together. And then we'll sit over and over, you know, somewhere on an overlook and talk a little bit more as we kind of dig deep into people's um, faith and, and their stories. And so that was the goal of it. And that was all to build off what we were trying to do is to share our story as people of God in this diocese in a way to build relationship. 
That's that sounds great. I can, you know, just you just describing it. I can just imagine. I can see, you know, you and the person sitting there, and um, it's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to for you to be able to get out there and do that. Um, but the first episode was great. I can see your vision though. So yeah, that's going to be amazing. Well, thanks. Yeah. And, and actually, Pam is um, Pam Stone is just incredible. She's a very loyal, faithful um, Christian and Episcopalian, and she's not only really smart. Um, but has a tremendous um, story to share. And so, and so the fact that she was willing to do the first one. Um, and so I actually have talked already to the person who's going to do the next one. And I'm hoping that maybe in the coming weeks, we're going to be able to go out and do it um, and actually film it. So, um, and this one will have a very different um, end of the spectrum of, of somebody that we'll be talking to. So yeah, the goal is to try to do about four, um, of those like once every three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then part of it, we're also talking about speaking what you shared, you know, a podcast at some point, people right. have asked me to start a podcast, but as you know, you need to make sure that you're really clear about what you're trying to do and why you want to do it. Will people listen? <laughs> exactly. More, exactly. More important. And who knows, as because of the quarantine videos that may have then changed, people may now say, okay, I'd like to hear what this, this silly man may have to say. You're really funny in those videos. And and, uh, listeners, I want you to be able to go see them if you haven't already. Um, You can go to the YouTube page of the the Diocese of Western North Carolina, and they're all there. And also, uh, Walking in the Way, the first episode is there too, and so you can see that. But definitely catch up on the six episodes plus extra number seven um, of uh, of Quarantine with with, uh, Bishop Jose. It's hilarious. You will love it. Bishop Jose, thank you so much for speaking to us today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. My pleasure. It's By the way, great. I need to tell you one more thing, though, yeah. that, that's happened. So it's gotten a lot of attention. It, it's gotten local media, um, state media, some national media has picked up on this. But what's interesting is we joked, and we very well may have a few special episodes because the, the demand has been so much that we've jokingly said now that we we're, we're most likely going to get picked up by a network to do a series of specials. So, Oh, great. Giving you the heads up that there may be, there may be in the very near future, Mm -hmm. a very special episode, um, that is, that is out for the public. So something maybe to look forward to for some people. All right. Well, we will (laughs) definitely be looking forward to that. (laughs) Well, thank, again, thanks so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. And um, keep making My people pleasure. laugh. Keep, keep being relevant. As you said, um, it's evangelism, and I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, it's such welcome. a pleasure to see you again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you too. And tell your wife it was great to see her in the video. Her hands in, her hands <laughs> in the first video. I assume those were her hands. <laughs> the, the one, the one with the pottery, like with, our takeoff of ghosts. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was. And 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 it was good seeing her in uh in, in that other video and your kids too. So great, great. Well, this has been positively joy and thanks for listening. And as always, farewell till next time. <laughs> <laughs>